Like perhaps a failed insurrection to overtake the building? Yeah, would you please allow these nice gentlemen to escort you to the White House lawn? Uh, out through this window would be fine. Hey, what are you doing? Let go of me. No, don't. You can't. Those are my bigly hands. No, just don't you know who I am? This is a disgrace. No, no, it was pants. Really, it was Pitts. I, I always hated the guy. Really, it was him. I had to stop it. It was a scam. I swear, it was all a Hello, friends, and welcome in to this, the first show of the new year, number 162, Dialing for Dictators. And uh, I am your creating dinosaur fossils, then burying them for your discovery later. <laughs> Host, Mark Rose, and over there, president of the Despot of the Month Pinata Club, the Archbishop of Amplitude, Milt Keynes, everybody. Thank you kindly. Yeah, hell, sounds like a fun club. <laughs> fun and uh, messy, you know? Well, you get to smash the despot in question, and then you, you get a bunch of candy in the process. Sounds like a win-win. Except when it's Trump, all you get is candy corn. Oh, yeah, or or you get those uh, uh, orange peanuts that taste like styrofoam. <laughs> oh, yeah, love those. Kind of like eating an egg carton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, hey, so, so uh, before we get uh, too far along here... Are we? Well, it, it just uh, feels... Yeah, it just feels <laughs> that way. <laughs> I, I really do. I, um, I must commemorate the fact that this is uh, officially the start of our seventh year of uh, Fusebox shows. <laughs> I know. I know. In relation to all this stuff happening... Still, in our wacky timeline experience, it seems a, a bit uh, minuscule and somehow silly in comparison. But it, it is, nonetheless, a milestone for us as a... Uh, yeah, who'd have thunk it? I mean, uh, I was wondering if we'd even get seven minutes in the can, let alone uh, seven years. <laughs> well, we have, and uh, it's been a... Uh, uh, a, a harrowing trip, uh, actually. <laughs> well, seriously, friends, for those who have been around from uh, the beginning of our venture here, um, back in uh, 2015, at least for this show, we had a decidedly different set of show ingredients <laughs> in our audio stew. Well, I do seem to recall that uh, humor was an ingredient. Uh, yes, that was certainly a uh, prime ingredient. Seriously, though, we had little choice. 
Right. You know, I mean, the world just kept on getting more and more batshit crazy. And I mean, you just can't ignore that stuff and yuck it up as if it weren't happening. Exactly. And, and uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I can remember the turning point exactly at which uh, time we decided to uh, delve into a more topical format. Election Day 2016. Pretty much. And that lunatic is still at it. Yes. Yes, he is. Inciting insurrections, still making those perfect calls, too. It seems like just just yesterday he was impeached for that scam and uh, facing another impeachment as we speak. Yeah, and this last one was a call for overthrow of the government, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just another page out of the Tyrants Are Us playbook, friends. You know, it's it, it's just amazing to me that the deadliest threat to the Republican Party is the Republican Party. Holy carp, man. Can you imagine what would have happened if the House of Representatives had gone to Republicans? You know what? I don't even have to imagine. Here's what Keith Olbermann speculated. This is Olbermann versus Trump, and I'm not Trump. As you watch 10 to 20 senators and 120 or more representatives from the Republican fascist party make a last desperate stand against the Constitution and to try to make the world safe for kleptocracy. As you hear them stay silent on Trump's lie that the vice president can reject electors and Trump's conspiracy to blackmail the secretary of state to alter the vote count in Georgia. As you hear the learned pundits explain that this anti-American coup is just symbolic, just a political ploy, just an appeal to the base. Ask yourself this, what would be happening right now? What would these men and women unburdened by morals or patriotism or allegiance to the Constitution be doing? What would be unfolding this week if the Republicans had won the House two months ago? Where would we be if the Republicans had the majority in the House and the Senate and could actually win a vote against the Electoral College results? Do you think they would suddenly choose democracy over self-interest? Do you think they would choose truth over treason? When amoral, grasping, corrupt villains like Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and Kevin McCarthy and Louis Gohmert and Jim Jordan opened Pandora's box and let loose the hounds of hell when they had no power to overthrow the government and stop a Biden presidency, do you really think they would hesitate if they had that power? We would be in a dictatorship right now today with a dictator who could then, with the help of these Republican fascists, corrupt the elections of 2022 and 2024 and stay in power until he died. Steve Schmidt, once John McCain's senior campaign advisor and now of the Lincoln Project, predicts that this choice, democracy or Trump, will destroy the Republican Party, that those who are loyal to Trump will devour or expel those who are loyal to the Constitution, that the GOP will split into two new parties. So watch what the world is calling a charade and a stunt and pray to whatever you believe in that Schmidt is right and the Republicans actually are committing suicide. Because if Schmidt is wrong, what they're doing now is not a stunt, but a preview. Oh man, that's chilling, bro. That would be uh, one word for it, yeah. It's not a flight of fantasy at all to imagine what kind of flaming horror carnival we'd uh, all be involved in now if that were the case. <laughs> and as it turns out, we are involved in that flaming horror carnival. Uh, more about that in, in a momento. Yes, you people have created quite a stir.
thefuseboxshow.com. So 2021 kicks us in the teeth with a failed coup and uh, insurrection attempt reminiscent, seriously, of what happens in some countries over there, not typically in the U.S., <laughs> at least not since, uh, what was it, uh, 1812? Uh, but welcome to the new timeline and uh, misadventures uh, thereafter. I'll tell you, bro, those asshats who supported this thing should be expelled from Congress. Well, you know, I think uh, Cory Bush is proposing just that. It says here that uh, uh, Representative Cory Bush, Democrat from uh, Missouri, has uh, introduced a resolution to have the Republican members of the House who supported contesting battleground states' electors in uh, uh, Wednesday's joint session of Congress be investigated and potentially removed from office. Not that it'll get anywhere. They'll just wrap themselves in the flag and say they were just looking out for the American people. Well, very likely. And uh, for those not aware of what we speak, and uh, if for nothing else, just the record here, let me just reset the uh, event for you on January 6th. A day that will live in infamy. Seriously. Yes, on that infamous day, Congress was uh, convened to uh, what normally is just a formality, that is to ratify the Electoral College votes and uh, confirm the president and vice president as required by the uh, Constitution of these, occasionally, United States. Uh, And it is, by the way, permitted during these proceedings to uh, object to the electoral votes in uh, individual states if there's a question regarding uh, the validity of the count or... And and you know what? And to be fair here, really, um, the objection process has happened many times in the past. So this wasn't anything new. and, And as we know... Uh, there were at least uh, 12 senators and a gaggle, a big gaggle of uh, representatives who were on record as saying they were going to uh, object to the count for certain states. <laughs> Not surprisingly, the uh, states in question there, uh, they were traditionally Republican and had voted Democrat. Shocking. <laughs> well, in a way it was. I mean, as uh, we just saw in Georgia, not but a few days ago, Uh, A historically red state uh, in the past, but uh, due to a massive grassroots effort to get folks out to vote, the red became blue in a substantial way, which as a a byproduct gives the Democrats control of Congress now. Even though there is a 50-50 split in the House and Senate, um, as the vice president is the uh, tiebreaker in these things, so... So we may get some shit done. We may, indeed. I, time will tell, right? <laughs> but that's the plan. Anyway, uh, during the first objection, the House and Senate uh, then uh, retire to their respective chambers and begin a debate, and uh, eventually a vote will take place on the objection, and then they would typically return to the joint chamber and uh, carry on from there. But they had a slight delay. Uh... Yeah, 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 they did. Because uh, meanwhile, outside, uh, the orange guy was having a, quote, Save America rally to generate support for his idea 
that the vote was stolen. He didn't need to generate much, though. Those morons were all ready to go, locked and loaded. Yeah, I'd say some of them were definitely loaded. Especially the shirtless guy with his face painted red, white, and blue and wearing a Viking helmet? Oh, he's been identified now, by the way, as Jake Angeli, a uh, self-proclaimed, uh, get this, voice actor. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. So, so near, near the end of uh, Orange Guy's 90-minute uh, spewage, he tells the crowd this. And after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. Yeah, and he didn't go with them stood in his damn tent, watched it on television. No, no, no. He sent them to do all the heavy lifting, right? So uh, the crowd disperses and heads up to the Capitol, where it was presumed they would just make their objections heard by yelling and flailing about uh, outside the Capitol there, which is uh, pretty customary. But no, they get an ass full and storm the steps of the Capitol and eventually break through the doors and into the Senate chambers before any cops could uh, attempt to stop them. Yeah, and didn't it seem to you that there was just a bit of a delay in response there? Yeah. I mean, it seemed like there were uh, two security guards inside the Capitol to prevent these wackos from storming in. Thing is. Yeah. Sure didn't take them that long to respond to the Black Lives Matter protest, though, did it? Well, right. Hell no. Seems like they were there in 10 seconds for that one, with rubber bullets and uh, gas grenades and, hey, maybe some fire hoses just for old times' sake. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to say, too, that this, uh, quote, protest wasn't done by uh, patriots, as Orange Guy and some of the his uh, cronies have suggested this was an act of domestic terrorism, a vile and pernicious insurrection, nothing less. Just how fucking stupid are these folks? <laughs> yeah. All their faces are captured on cameras, on their goddamn social media bullshit, all their plans and stuff. Do they think they're going to just walk away from this? Uh, there have been about 80 arrests now at this point as we record this, um, with a reward for information on some of the others they are looking for. Again, again, as we said countless times on this program regarding the violence that happened here in Portland just a short time ago. The folks arrested so far anyway, in the in the D.C. area, were all but one from out of the D.C. area, meaning they came in to do this. It's just a fucking mess. You know, I, I just got to say, looking at uh, some of the photos taken of these idiots inside the uh, Senate chamber, I, it, it kind of made me feel like I needed a shower. You know? Look, I may vehemently disagree with some of the decisions that come out of those chambers from time to time. 
But uh, the sight of these screwballs in there, acting like brats in a playground, it really was. It was a violation with a capital vile. Oh, at the start of his rant outside, Trump's microphone was actually off for a good long while. <laughs> the instant karma. It's kind of like Pence's flypaper hair. And, of course, now we see this raft of his cronies resigning after this shit show. Right. Mulvaney and uh, a bunch of them. And Mitch McConnell's wife, Elaine Chow, was one of the first to resign. She's a... Uh, Transportation secretary, I guess. (laughs) Mulvaney. You know, that has as much meaning as when some deep cable news channel goes dark. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to uh, to add uh, uh, misery to more misery, right after that event, uh, the insects at Facebook and Twitter, yeah, blocked uh, the Orange Guy's account for 12 hours and stated that if some changes weren't made, uh, it would be closed. And then it was later suspended indefinitely. Holy carp, man. Can you imagine this guy without a Twitter account? Oh, yeah. His head would explode. Hey, what's... What, what's the matter here? I can't... Uh, I'm, 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 I'm tweetless. What's going on? I... Oh, sir, the account has been closed. Closed? No, that's a disgrace. Do they not know who I am? I'm the president of the United States. You can't just... They have uh, shut you out, sir. I'm sorry. No, they can't. I, I have hundreds of thousands of millions of thousands of billions of followers. They can't... St- you can't... You can't... You Yeah. So needless to say... There were some uh, scared-as-hell public servants there in the uh, Capitol chambers. Luckily, uh, no one was injured um, in spite of gunfire and <laughs> tear gas and all that stuff. Well, though, there there actually were some fatalities from the, the uh, insurrection side, for one. Right. One gal, uh, Ashley Babbitt, she apparently was a QAnon follower. She was shot trying to barnstorm a barricade or something. And uh, a handful of others, too. There was a Capitol Police officer killed after being struck with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, that's, that's just tragic. I mean, the fallout from this thing, it's, it's, it, this is going to be ongoing. Maybe that Teflon is wearing thin on that jackass. Well, Josh Hawley, the guy that led this ridiculous opposition to the electoral vote, was seen just hours before the insurrection giving a gesture of support, you know, that fist in the air kind of thing. <laughs> he has some susplaining to do. Yeah, I think he should be shown the door, too. Or the window. Whichever is more efficient. I mean, the list is growing literally by the hour of folks calling for the orange idiot to go uh, or to be removed if that, if that happens. You know, I'm just seeing now that Pelosi's calling for the uh, resignation of that Capitol Police chief. Well, there you go. Something was uh, definitely amiss there, friends. Uh, if, if it, you know, and it is true. If this had been a uh, Black Lives Matter rally, there would have been blood in the streets. Just saying. Well, they prove that time and time again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not great. But uh, very yin-yang, you know. We have a Democratic-led Congress now, 
And uh, sadly, that means uh, bye-bye Mitch McConnell, at least in uh, that capacity as uh, majority leader. You know, after uh, that, that mess at the Capitol, and to their credit, they picked it right back up where they left off. Uh, and with far less objections. Of course, that toehead Hawley from Missouri had to plow through with his Pennsylvania objection. Well, here's the thing. And I, I know. It's a little cerebral and, uh, oh, I don't know, esoteric, perhaps. But uh, my thought about Hawley and others who do these kind of political maneuvers uh, purely for political positioning and power grabs, make no mistake about that. That's what it is. Please to be remembering the king of crap tactics like this. Yeah, my favorite, Senator Joe McCarthy, who, uh, as you may recall, his investigations into the, quote, un-American activities of innocent folks ruined and blacklisted hundreds of folks for nothing more than his own personal gains. Please to remember, friends, that old tail gunner Joe died in pieces. That's right. One organ failure after another. That's no joke. Simon and Schuster just canceled Hawley's book deal, too. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That, uh, that was the, uh, uh, the Evils of Big Tech book, right? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> oddly, he may be somewhat accurate about it. I don't know. Haven't read it. Probably won't. But anyway, there are consequences for everything. No one is outside of that little clause. Oh, we might not uh, be witness to it all the time, but I can assure you that it does occur. Why? Well, we're seeing it right now. As Orange Guy, we'll be having a nice slice of consequence pie as the days move on. Can you say Southern District of New York? Yes. Yes, we can. And, uh, you know, as our colleague in purpose and uh, 30-year state prosecutor, Glenn Kirshner often says, the uh, judiciary is working just fine. No worries. We'll get to see that in action, friends, <laughs> in the coming days. So uh, hang tight for that. Well, not too tight. You know, you don't want to strangle yourself or anything. Well, unless you're into that sort of thing. Well, to each their own pet wonder meal, I always say. Yeah, you do. And, uh... People are starting to wonder about you. Starting? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're off to a hell of a year, and uh, I sincerely hope that we can return to the more surreal activities this program was sort of constructed to be. I, uh, however, uh, make no promises at the, this time, at least until we see... A wee bit of normalcy uh, return to things, as we were all saying on that last show. Uh, as it turns out, it was the uh, last show of the year for us. Yeah, that was really fun, Ru. It was indeed, and I, I received some very nice feedback on that one. Thank you very much. And I think uh, perhaps we'll uh, make that a tradition for our uh, last show of the year. Cool. That mean we can uh, shit-can the clip show thing? Cause, uh... <laughs> well... That kind of depends on how the holidays shake out. Um, as you as you know, we do these shows every other week. 
And uh, sometimes we're aligned with the calendar, and other times we have an extra show in December. So we'll we'll see. Um, I'm with you, though. As much as I appreciate the break, the clip show is, uh, well, it's a clip show, you know? Yeah, it was great to see old Pollard there. I mean, uh, since this COVID thing, well, we've all been pretty much confined to email or chat. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And, 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 and for those concerned, we were all uh, safely distanced in here for that. Well... Eco and Milo, the Japanese pocket squirrels, weren't wearing masks as usual. Uh, not QAnon followers, to my knowledge, though. <laughs> well, that's a relief. Sort of. So, yeah, we'll carry on through the fog and slime. The next couple of weeks will hold uh, much interest, as they say. Well, I'll go get my hazmat suit. And uh, with that, we'll get on our high horses and ride into the candy-colored sunset. Oh, Oh. so the horses are high, too. Well, sure. I mean, it it makes the ride so much more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Why, yes. Oh, but we shan't depart before thanking uh, our contributor here today. Keith Olbermann for the insightful commentary, as per usual, as well, the uh, dulcet vocal ID stylenessment of Aaron Lane. And as always, a uh, gracious thanks to the ambassador of Audionics, Milk Keynes, for production assistance and so forth and so on. Pleasure as always, and uh, make it a happy new year. Indeed, and a happy and healthy one to uh, one and all. Thanks as well to you, friends, for pushing play on this humble audio offering. And please uh, do consider subscribing to our uh, program wherever you may have found it, be it Apple Podcasts, Google, or Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or the very OnSug itself at O-N-S-U-G dot com. We do so appreciate that. In the meantime, uh, please stay safe and healthy. And and out of the way of crazy fucks painted blue and wearing Viking helmets. Oh, no worries. That uh, Kelly Leffler, she lost the Senate race. Oh, thank God. So I have been your arranging the wagons in a trapezoid just to confuse the enemy. Host, Mark Rose, saying until our next cartoon. Fuse box.